Now, basically, for soul winning and helping Christians and the, the work of the Lord, there are really three tools that need, the three main tools. There are probably other tools that need to be uh, used. But the three main tools are the man of God, the word of God, and the spirit of God. And that's my outline tonight, the man of God, the word of God, the spirit of God. And those are the things that we need to do God's work. And uh, anybody can do God's work. You don't have to be a superstar to do God's work. One thing that's bothered me, and I think it's hurt independent Bible-believing fundamental churches in the last few years, everyone thinks you've got to be a superstar and run a 1,000 in Sunday school uh, to, uh, to, be, to do God's work. Doing God's work is doing God's work on a daily basis as an individual, uh, as a church member, as whatever we are, serving the Lord. And uh, I believe that Christians should either be a pastor or helping a pastor. And I think helping a pastor is just as important as being a pastor. Amen? And uh, I think it's something we need to keep in mind. Now, I want you to turn in your Bible, if you would, to 2 Timothy, the second chapter. <clears throat> 2 Timothy, the second chapter. And I want to I start with verse 11. <clears throat> and it says, It is a faithful saying, if, uh, we, uh, for we, if we be dead with him, we shall also live uh, uh, with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. If uh, we believe not, yet ab he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. Of these things put in remembrance, charging them before the Lord, that they strive not about words of, to no profit, but subverting of the hearer. Now get this, this is the 15th verse, is my key verse. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But shun profane and vain babblings, for they shall, will increase into more ungodliness. We see that today, don't we? And their words will eat as doth a canker, whom Hymenius, I guess that's the way it's pronounced, and Philetus, who concerning the truth have erred, saying that the resurrection is past already, and overthrow the faith of some. We have that today, don't we? We have the same teachings being taught today in various circles. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. Having this, this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. And let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house, now we see this, in a great house there are not only vessels of gold, silver, but of wood and of earth and some honor and some dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Flee youthful lust, but follow after righteousness, faith, charity, peace, with them uh, that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But foolishness and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do generate strife. And the servant of the Lord, and by the way, while we're on that, I'll come back to that. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. If God prevents you, will uh, give them repentance and acknowledging the truth, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. Our Father, add thy blessing upon the reading of the word of God today and use the word of God to encourage us and strengthen us and help us to see that uh, each and every one of us, no matter how intelligent a person might be or how slow in learning they may be, we are all made by you the way we're made and to serve you where we can serve you. And Lord, help us to do that for Jesus' sake. Amen and amen. I think we need to keep in mind to realize that Christians are servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
We're servants. If you go to Romans, the first chapter, the first verse, let's go to Romans, the first chapter, the first verse. And I want, I want to show you something here that I think you need to keep in mind. Romans 1.1. 1, 1. And it says, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ. What was Paul? He was a servant. Called to be an apostle, separated into the gospel. Pastor Montoro was called to be a servant. He, uh, Paul, uh, 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 let me put it another way. Pastor Montoro was called, uh, was, is a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ and called to be a pastor of this church. You see what I mean? We, we have a call, we have, we're to be servants first, and we may be called to a second, uh, special ministry second. Do what God wants you to do. This church is made up of people with different gifts, different abilities, different strength to build the ministry here to reach people for Christ in Astoria, Queens, uh, New York. And that's why we're here. We're here to be servants. And I think we need to be servants. When a person graduates from Crown College, they, they get a diploma. They also get a towel with, uh, with uh, John 13 on it, where Jesus washed the disciples' feet. He was a servant, showing that we're servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we need to be servants and realize we're servants. And you are a servant, and you're an important servant in serving Jesus Christ. Now, the man of God has to be what God would have him to be. This 15th verse says, and we saw all of these verses about what we were to be and how we're to be the right kind of vessels, we're to be serving the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a lot in here, and we can't cover it all tonight. But we see here, study to show thyself approved unto God. Now, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to study. How do you study? Number one, you study at home in your daily devotions and have a Bible study and be studying the Word of God. Secondly, you come Sunday morning to Sunday school. You come Sunday morning to church. You come Sunday night to church. You come back Wednesday night to church to study the Word of God, to know the Word of God, that you can serve the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe God will bless a person who gets saved and knows how to get saved, and he goes out and he tries to win people to Christ, and the only thing he knows is about salvation. When I got saved, the only thing I knew was how to get saved. Before I got saved, I knew the 23rd Psalm. The only reason I knew the 23rd Psalm, my grandmother took me to church, and I didn't always behave in Sunday school, and, and my t the teacher put me in a room and made me learn the 23rd Psalm. And that's all I knew. When I got saved, I knew what about salvation. I knew a person had to be saved. I started witnessing. And I didn't know a lot. And people, I'd start witnessing something and ask me a question. I said, I don't know much about that, but this is what the Bible says about salvation. I'm there to talk about salvation. Not a lot of other things. Now, I've learned a, few, a couple of other things since then. Maybe not much, but a couple of things. Now, we see here in the Word of God, it says, study to show thyself what approved unto God. You get God's approval. Now, why do you need God's approval? Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not be ashamed. That you can serve the Lord Jesus Christ. You can be a workman, and you don't have to be ashamed of what you're doing. That you can t teach people the Word of God. And you know how to rightly divide or explain the word of God properly. Now, don't worry about what you don't know. Know what you do know and use what you do know. And then seek as you go on in life to learn what you don't know. Trouble with too many people, they think they know everything and they don't know what they don't know. I tell these young preachers, know what you don't know, know who knows what you don't know, and go to them for advice on how to get to know what you don't know. I don't think I can say that again. I hope you got it the first time. Amen? And, and no, no, you don't understand something. You're dealing with someone at work, and you don't understand something. Here's the cop-out I usually use, uh, and I still use this cop-out. Uh, someone will ask me a question, and I don't really have the answer off the top of my head. 
Now, see, you know, I don't just want to give you a flip answer off the top. Let me go back and study on it and, and, and so I can come back and give you a, the proper, and then I call some of my friends that know what they're talking about, you know. Uh, but, but seriously, when, uh, but you know what you do? You say, well, you know, I'm not sure about that. I want to talk with my pastor, and I'll bring, come back. Or even bring your pastor back with you or bring someone back with you that might be able to help. Don't be proud. Be humble. Be a learner. Understand God wants you to learn. And I'm going to be honest with you. I've been in this business 56 years, and I'm still learning. Brother, uh, I'm still learning how to serve the Lord. And I, we can always do it better. Amen? Don't think you've arrived. When you were, the day you arrive, they'll have you in here in a nice, pretty little box, and it's got all kinds of nice, comfortable things in it. And they'll say, uh, or your friends will get up and say a lot of uh, lies about how wonderful you were. And, and they'll have to go home and confess their sin. Uh, but seriously, live for the Lord each day. Serve the Lord each day. Love the Lord each day. Pray to the Lord each day. And ask him to use you as you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. So the first tool that we talk about is you. You are the tool. You are the vessel. Uh, anyone here got an electric drill? You got an electric drill. And you got a motor, right? You pull a trigger. You pull the trigger, and it, it, it works. You are, you are the vessel that God wants to use. You are, you are the one that God wants to use to tell people about Jesus. And there are people that you can deal with that the preacher can't deal with. Do you know that? Do you know there are some people when the preacher shows up, they, they, uh, and especially in this area because of the Roman Catholic background where they put the, the clergy, on, and I don't believe in laity and clergy, the difference of, of people have a job to do and the pastor's job is to do it. But you, if you're a pastor, they put you on a pedestal and they don't listen as much as they would some church member that just starts to talk to them. Let God use you. Ask him to use you. And, I, and I'll explain that a little more as we go along. So the man of God, you are the vessel that God wants to use. In this verse, it talks about uh, in, a, in a great house there are not only vessels of gold, uh, and silver and wood and of earth and some of honor and some dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself of these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, meet for the master's use, prepared unto every good work. You need to be the vessel that God can use to take the word of God to people that need the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Actually, what, you know what soul winning is? It's the man of God or the woman of God filled with the Spirit of God, taking the Word of God to a sinner that needs God. You got that? It's the man of God filled with the Spirit of God, taking the Word of God to a sinner that needs God. We were in a meeting the other day, and one of the preachers quoted me on that. And that's original with me. I'd never heard it anyplace else. But we need, to, we, need to realize, we need to realize that God wants to use all of us. And what it is is letting God use you. Trouble too many people, they want to go out and win some of the Christ so they can come back to church and say, boy, I had a great day. I led 14 people to the Lord. Well, I think it's good if you won 14 people, but you shouldn't do it to brag about it. You should do it because they need to get saved. Amen. Glory to God. Let's get excited about this Christianity business. Amen. Amen. And, uh, and, and, and realize we, we have the greatest job in the world. And we have the greatest help in the world. Now, it's the man of God. Now, the man of God needs to be filled with the Spirit of God to take the Word of God to, to the sinner that needs God. Now, before we go any farther, let's talk about the Word of God. Don't deal with people on your opinion. 
I was with a guy the other day, and, he, uh, and I was just along, and he was trying to witness to people. He, he didn't even take out his Bible. I like to take out the Bible when I deal with people. I like to flop that Bible out and see that God's Word says, amen? This is what the Bible says. Who cares what Charlie Horton says? Or, I would do respect, what uh, uh, Peter Montoro, Pastor Peter Montoro. It's what Pe Peter Montoro preaches, the Word of God. It's the book that he preaches. It's the Spirit of God that indwells him as he brings the Word of God uh, uh, to people. And it's the same with all of us. We just take, we're the messengers. We're the messenger boys. And we need to bring the message and we need to use the message. I don't know if I told you this story before, but I, I teach a course at the college on world religions. Last, last summer, last year, I taught world religions. And so I told uh, uh, our, our people, we were talking about winning Muslims to the Lord. And I told them, use the word of God. Because they, they say they believe the Gospels and they believe uh, some of the Bible. And I said, use the word of God. Because the word of God does not go void. Use the Bible when you deal with people. The Bible says. And I said, don't give them your opinion. Tell them what the Bible says. Well, the next week I'm, I'm in class. One of the students raised his hand. He said, Brother Horton, he said, I was out the other day and I was witnessing to a, a, a Muslim and I gave him what the Bible says and he wanted to know what my, my opinion was and I gave him what the Bible says. And he said, he didn't want, the Bible said he wanted what my opinion was. Well, you should have given him your opinion. Well, you said give him the Bible. Give him your opinion. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's my opinion. But what is it? Huh? John 3, 16, right? For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Uh, that's, my, uh, that's my opinion. But what is it? It's the word of God. Give people the Bible. This is what the Bible says. The difference between what... Uh, now, I'm going to get this straight. Open door, Bible Baptist Church. Did I get it right? Huh? It's only taking me... How many years have we been out in operation here? Huh? Well, I got it right, huh? One time you had a big thing on the pulpit. But it's not... It's not we are different than anybody else. You go down the street to the Catholic Church, what do you got to do to be saved? You got to be, sa you gotta be baptized, you got to go to catechism, you got to take the... Uh, the, the communion uh, every once in a while. Uh, you got to go to confession. You got all these things you got to do if you want to go to heaven. That's not biblical. The Mormons, you got to have everything but holy underwear. And I think you have to have holy underwear to go to heaven. Now, I'm not kidding you. If you look into it, you'll see that. Uh, the Jehovah Witnesses, they got all this kind of stuff uh, extracurricular books and everything. We don't need all of that. We have it in the Word of God, the King James Bible. Amen. And we have to share it with the world. Well, this is what the Bible says. Well, I don't agree with you. Well, I can't help it. This is what the Bible says. This is what I believe. Smile and go on. You don't have to get in a debate with them. You don't believe it? You don't believe it. I believe it, and I'm going to heaven by it. Amen? Amen. <laughs> and we need to keep that in mind as we serve the Lord Jesus Christ. The Word of God. Turn if you, right across the page. Let's go right across the page in my Bible. In the third chapter of uh, 2 Timothy. Uh, the 15th verse, in that from a child I was known the Holy Scriptures. This is preaching to Timothy. He knew the Scriptures. His mom and his grandmother were Christians, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation, which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. 
Now we go back and says, uh, but you study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We have the word of truth here. And then it says that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So we have all of this that we can be workmen for the Lord Jesus Christ. Not poster boys or poster girls. We are workmen for the Lord Jesus Christ. We are servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have been saved to serve. And that's what it's all about. Amen? And that we got to keep doing that and do it. So we see uh, uh, that the word of God is this. And now, the next thing we see uh, is the spirit of God. I said the man of God filled with the spirit of God, taking the word of God to a sinner that needs God. And that's what it's all about. And so what do we need to think, think about here as we think on this subject? The Holy Spirit. Remember the day you got saved? How many remember the day you got saved? Huh? A lot of things happened that day. We were a little confused that day. I was a little confused when it all got said and done. I mean, I, I knew I'd done something that was right, and I knew I did what the Bible said, but I, I didn't understand it all, you know. And I, I was going back uh, to my duty station. I was in the Navy, still in the Navy, and, uh, and it was a, a difficult time, and I wasn't sure about some things. But the day that I got saved, I was indwelt with the Holy Spirit of God. Turn, if you would, in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, the 16th verse. 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, the 16th verse. Hey, did I pray before I started to preach? I don't know if I did or didn't, but I prayed before I walked to the pulpit, I'll tell you that. I believe to serve the Lord Jesus Christ, you need to be filled with the Spirit of God. Amen? We talked about that. And we'll get back at that a little bit later. Uh, but as we look at this, as we go forth here, and we look at this, we see that we need the Spirit of God. Go to 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, uh, first chapter, rather, the third verse. First chapter, third chapter, the 16th verse, rather. I'll get it straight in a minute. You get old and senile, those things happen. The third chapter, the 16th verse. And the Bible says, Know that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. If any man defileth the temple of God, him shall uh, God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple are, uh, ye are. Let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seem to be wise, we'll, we'll stop right there. But you are the temple of the Holy Spirit of God. You are, he is in you. If any man, uh, we see, know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth where? In you. The Holy Spirit of God is walking around in New York City in you. Now he's God, so he's omnipresent. But he's in you. And he wants to use you. Now, how do you, how do you, uh, how do you manifest, or how do you get the Holy Spirit of God? You've got it. You've got the Holy Spirit of God. Now, you've got to just let him use you. Now, I have a little formula. I think it's rinky-dink. I don't think it's the best thing in the world, but it works for me. I do this. If I want to be filled with this, when I walk to the pulpit, I do certain things before I ever go to a pulpit. I may goof up, and I may make mistakes. But number one, number one, I ask God, is there any scripture that I haven't obeyed? If you haven't been baptized, get baptized. If you've got ought against the brother, ask God to forgive you. If there's something in your life you need to straighten out, ask God to help you. You've got a habit that you need to get rid of, ask God to give you the victory over it. Uh, be obedient to every known scripture. Secondly, uh, confess every known sin. And while you're doing it, ask if there's one you missed or you don't know about. Right? 
Confess every known sin. Secondly, make it get things right with God. Thirdly, ask the Holy Spirit of God to fill you. And then go out and take the word of God to, to, to deal with people. That, it's simple. Can you think of anything else that needs to be done? What, do 40 backflips, lay down and come to the altar, lay down and scream and holler, get slain in the spirit, and speak in 42 tongues? No. You don't have to do anything like that. It's, Lord, I got to deal with this guy, this young guy down here. I got to deal with him. I'm picking on you a little bit, okay? I got to pick on Philip here. Uh, and so I got to deal with Philip about his soul. God, give me the wisdom to use the proper scriptures. Help me to deal with him where he is and show him where you are. Fill me with the Holy Spirit and then go do it. Amen? Simply serving the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't find the Bible a difficult, hard book. I believe it says what it means and means what it says. I'm just simple enough to believe it. Amen? These people make so much out of it. Some of these theologians, uh, they'd be better off they'd go back to keeping it simple. Remember the word kiss. Keep it simple, servant. You thought I was going to say something else. Keep it simple, servant. And we are servants. How can I serve you, Lord? What can I do for you? Uh, are you ever going to a restaurant and the person says, how can I serve you? I like that when people want to serve. Most people want to be, if I want to be the boss, you be the servants. That's not the way it's done. We're servants, and we got to do it. And so we need the Spirit of God, and we are indwelt with the Spirit of God when we get saved. Amen? We have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit of God. Now, we have the indwelling, but we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We need his filling to have what we need to serve him. Turn, if you would, to Luke, the 11th chapter. Luke, the 11th chapter. And starting with verse 11, 11, 11, that's easy. Not 7, 11, that's a grocery store, but 11, 11. Luke 11, 11, and it says, If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? All right? Now, doesn't the Bible tell us in the book of Matthew, the 28th chapter, uh, uh, well, let's get through Matthew 28. Matthew 28, uh, well, let's start with verse 16, I guess. I'll get there. Here we go in a minute. Here we go. Matthew 28, 16. <laughs> the 11 disciples went away into Galilee into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them, and when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Even some of the disciples did. First of all, they did what they were told to do. Secondly, some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given to me in heaven and in earth. You notice that? All power. The Holy Spirit of God is the power that was left in the earth when Jesus ascended into heaven. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, get people saved, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Right? So we are to be witnesses, aren't we? Acts 1.8, but ye... Uh, when ye, ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and in Samaria, and in the uttermost part of the earth. Amen? We're to be witnesses. That's our command. Now, I think when we, we have a command, we need to do it, and when we do it, we need to do it in the power of the Holy Spirit of God. Correct? So, the man of God, filled with the Spirit of God, taking the Word of God to a sinner that needs God. And those are the tools that we need to use 
in reaching people with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, God wants to use you. God wants to use you. And, and you need to yield yourself to him. Up in Troy, New York, there's a man buried in Troy, New York. His name is Wilson. His name is Wilson. Uh, uh, Wilson, uh, uh, was during the War of 1812, he supplied uh, uh, meat for the United States Navy. He salted meat and put it aboard ship. And uh, on, the, on all of the uh, drums or, or kegs that he had in it, it had U.S., U.S., on it. Samuel Wilson got the name Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam. And during the, that was during the War of 1812. Uh, during the Spanish-American War, they came up with a character. He had a big, a big hat with red, white, and blue and a red, white, and blue suit. And they called him Uncle Sam. And Uncle Sam, I, I want you. The First World War, in front of the our recruiting offices, they had a Uncle Sam, I want you. During World War II, and I can remember this, uh, in 1942, the beginning of 1942 after Pearl Harbor, uh, December 7th, 41, uh, in front of the recruiting station, they had a cutout of Uncle Sam, I want you. Well, here, uh, 2,000 years ago, a man ascended into heaven, and just before he ascended into heaven, he said, ye shall be witnesses to me. He's saying uh, he wants us, he wants you and I to be witnesses unto the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know the best ministry of reaching people for an open door Bible Baptist church? Twice in one service, I got it right. Uh, uh, but you know who he wants to do it? You. The best witness and the best ministry of reaching people, we have all kinds of ministry. We have open air ministry. You know, thank God for open air preaching. We have door-to-door -door visitation. Thank God for open-door visitation. We have Sunday school promotion and things to reach people. Thank God for them. But the best ministry to reaching people are you and I reaching our friends, our neighbors, our clerks in our grocery store, the postman when he comes to the door, and that's what God wants us to do. Let them know about our Savior. I love the Lord Jesus Christ, and he has been so good to me, and I'd like to show you how you can know him. Actually, what soul winning is, is introducing someone to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I travel around with old uh, D'Angelo every once in a while, and if I see him, I'd like you to meet my friend, uh, Kevin D'Angelo, and I'll, I'll introduce him. You know what always embarrasses me? I'm with my wife, and I'll meet someone, and I know him, but I don't know their name, and we'll talk, and we'll leave, and my wife will say, why didn't you introduce me? And I'll say, because I didn't know his name. That's why I didn't introduce you. You ever have that happen? I, I meet so many people, sometimes it makes it difficult. I know a lot of you folks here, but to name you, I'd have a problem. Uh, you know, it's just it's some, one of those things. But seriously, I think we need to introduce people to our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you don't know the name, tell them what he did. Amen? You do remember that, don't you? And that's what it's all about. People reaching people, telling people. But the tools, you need to use the proper tools. Not to Kevin D'Angelo's book on how to win souls, but the Word of God, amen? amen. You ought to write a book on soul winning, but that's, beside the, but that's beside the point. We need to tell people and use the Word of God and use the Bible when you do it and learn how to use the Bible. I, I, my ministry is working with preachers, and I work with Brother Yan. He knows how to do it. I'm not talking about him or Pastor Montoro. But I go out with some preachers. They don't even have the foggiest idea how to, how to effectively use the Word of God to reach people with the gospel. 
to open the Word of God and share the Word of God and let folks know about it. And it doesn't have to be a, a, comfort, a comfort, what am I, conflict, confrontation. I'm looking for a word. I can't think. Get old and senile again, I guess. But we need, to, we need to sit down and deal with people and let them know. And you may not win them the first time out. It may take a couple of times to win people to the Lord. Now, when I was a young preacher, I remember we, I had an evangelist come in, and I, he was dealing with someone. He had just ready to get saved. And he said, well, let's have prayer. And we left. I said, why don't you win them to the Lord? He said, I don't want to pick green fruit. He, he didn't want to pick someone who wasn't ready to get saved. He felt they, they needed to make sure they know the word of God. You know, it's more than one, two, three, pray with me. Let them know the word of God. And I try to win them as quick as I can. Don't get me wrong. But I want to make sure they know the word of God. There's three things that happen sometimes when we go witnessing it, if we don't do it properly. Number one, they make a false profession to get rid of us. That's wrong, right? Uh, right? A false profession. The second thing that we do, uh, we get them mad and they throw us out. Well, that's better than the first one. And the third thing we do, we win them to the Lord. I think we need to deal with people in a kind, gracious, not confrontation, con confrontational way and show them the Bible, show them how they can get saved and, 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 and show them how to, what God wants them to do. When I first got saved, I sold, I sold Fuller Brushes before I was a Christian. How many remember the old Fuller Brush man? Most of you are too young. But uh, the Fuller Brush man used to knock on doors and sell brushes. Made a good living at it. Uh, but, you know, uh, uh, and when I got saved, I went at that, and then I went in the Navy after that, and I got saved, and I started dealing with people like I was selling brushes. And God blessed it in spite of my stupidity. And I used the word of God, and, and you, you deal with a person, and, and, you, and the thing, you, you close. Uh, you know, I'd, not, I'd, I'd show someone I'd have, we used to have, uh, you know, room deodorants you spray? Well, back when I sold full of brushes, they had a ball on them, you squeezed it. They didn't have aerosol cans. And we squeezed that, and I had two or three flavors, and I'd ask them which flavor they liked. And they'd say, well, I like the, I like the mint, uh, the, the, the pine scent. And I said, would two or three bottles be enough? And she said, oh, I only want one. Well, I only want to sell one anyway. You know, and, and, and we used a lot of techniques. You don't do that when you sow one. You show them how to get saved, show them by trusting the Lord Jesus Christ, and give them an opportunity to get saved. Even lead them, even pray, pray, and ask them if they don't want to pray, give them an opportunity, give them an out so they don't make a false profession. And I'm just starting to teach a soul winning class here. But learn how to deal with people. And now you say, well, I'm not outgoing. I'm quiet and kind of laid back. You don't want to know some, some of the best soul winners I know are laid back. You don't have to be a big mouth like me to win souls. You need to be yourself the way God made you and, and love people and serve people and be what God wants you to be. That's what God wants you to do. Now, you do soul winning the way your preacher trains you to do it. We all have little different methods, little different quirks, and little different ways we do it. But you do it the way your pastor has trained you to do it. I took a church over in Ohio. I went to a church in Ohio before I came to Avenel. I was there a couple of years. My ministry, I was a pastor of outreach. And I, the pastor had trained them to win souls. It was different than the method I used. You know what I did? I learned to use the method that they used. Uh, because I, I don't want to confuse a bunch of people. It's easy for me to be retrained and uh, 20 people be retrained. You, you do as the pastor trains you. And you go out and you deal with people. You deal with your friends. You deal with your neighbors. You love them. You let them know you care. You let them know about your church. You let them know about your pastor and the godly man that he is. 
and, and, and the love that's found in this church. And, and, and let people know it. And, and let them know about what we believe here. We're not, a bunch of, we're not a bunch of jerks. We're people that love the Lord Jesus Christ and want to serve. Amen? Isn't that what it's all about? And that's what it's about. God wants to use you, and he wants you to know how to use the word of God and take the spirit of, filled with the spirit of God to show your friends and neighbors how they can know the Lord that you love and have a home in heaven. And when you're going out, go out to win people to the Lord Jesus Christ, not just get members to, to Open Door Bible Baptist Church. Get them saved before you start working on them as the church members. Too many times people go out to work on people to become a church member and not as a Christian. Get them saved and then work on them to be a church member. God wants to use, this, use you to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Praise the Lord and let him use you because he can if you let him. Let's bow for prayer. Father, thank you for the Lord Jesus. Thank you for the privilege we have to be here tonight. Thank you for the privilege to preach this message of the tools that you want to use and the vessels you want to use the tools. Help us, our Heavenly Father, to be what you'd have us to be, to love you and to serve you and to be what you'd have us to be in serving you. Help these folks here to pray for the people that they're concerned for. Put them on a prayer list. Pray for the proper opportunity to deal with them about the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, we'll thank you and we'll praise you for what will be accomplished. For it's in Jesus' precious name we ask it. In Jesus' name. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed. Now I was preaching to Christians tonight. But maybe you're here tonight and you're not sure you're saved. If you should die tonight, you don't know if you'd go to heaven or hell. And, and I, you, you, can, you can plead ignorance here. You, you say, I don't know. But my question is, would you like to know that you can go to heaven? These things I've written unto you that believe in the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, that ye may believe in the name of the only begotten Son of God. 1 John 5.13. You can know for sure you're saved. If you're not sure you're saved, will you just slip your hand up and say, Brother Horton, I want you to pray for me. I'm not going to call you out, or, but pray for me. I'm not sure about my salvation. Would you pray for me? Would you pray for me? Maybe you're here tonight and you'll say, Creature, I'm saved, but I haven't been the witness that I, I should be. Would you pray that God will give me the boldness to witness to some of my friends? Hold your hands up. Hold them up. I'll help you pray. Amen. Hands all over the building. Our Father, thank you. Thank you, Father. Help us to be the witness in the, uh, what we should be in serving you. Thank you for this church. Thank you for this pastor. Thank you for this people. And Father, as they seek to minister to this great city, Father, we ask you to just use them mightily in your service. And we'll praise you and thank you for what will be accomplished in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to stand and we're going to sing an invitation hymn. And uh, where's my song? Lady?